Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 11th of September. On this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1515. We travel to Mexico with a Spanish priest and fierce defender of indigenous peoples, Bartolomé de las Casas, ended his term as the Bishop of Chiapas. His extensive writings, the most famous being a short account of the destruction of the Indies, chronicle the first decades of the colonialization of the West Indies and South and Central America. He described the atrocities committed by the colonizers against the indigenous people. And Casas became one of the most influential thinkers of his day. His views on slavery and the rights of indigenous people make him key in the development of ideas of what we would now call human rights. In 16th century Spain, slavery was a widely accepted practice, although increasingly questioned. Spanish law of the time considered all captives of war as potential slaves, yet there were some provisos. The school of Salamanca, particularly through the work of Francisco de Vitoria, began to challenge this. The leading figures of the school were theologians and lawyers and scholars of natural law and morality, who attempted to apply the teachings of Thomas Aquinas to the new political economic order of European expansion and exploration. The natural rights of man, the right to life, and economic rights such as the right to own property, and spiritual rights, the right to freedom of thought, and to human dignity, were explored thoroughly, leading to a reformulation of natural law and challenging the widespread belief in Europe that people indigenous to the Americas had no such rights. Di Vittoria, now considered by many to be the father of modern international law, restricted slavery only to include captives of war who were not Catholic. This category included Lutherans, Muslim Turks, Orthodox Slavs and non-Catholic Africans and native peoples of the New World. In addition, there existed a legal idea modelled on Muslim law regarding captured peoples which allowed non-Catholics to convert instead of becoming slaves. Las Casas had immigrated to the island of Hispaniola now Haiti and the Dominican Republic, in 1502 with his father and soon become a land and slave owner, joining military expeditions against the native peoples. However, eight years later, he became a priest, the first one to be ordained in the Americas. He was awarded a joint comienda, that is a community with land and slaves, with a friend, and the land was rich in gold and close to Cienfuegos. During the next few years, he divided his time being a, a colonist and his duties as an ordained priest. A group of Dominican friars arrived in Santo Domingo, led by Pedro de Córdoba, and they were appalled by the injustices they saw committed by the slave owners against the Indians and so they decided to de deny slave owners the right to confession. Las Casas was among those denied confession for this reason. 
And a Dominican preacher, Montesinos, preached a fiery sermon that implicated the colonists in the genocide of the native peoples. He is said to have preached, Tell me, by what right of justice do you hold these Indians in such a cruel and horrible servitude? On what authority have you waged such detestable wars against these people, who dealt quietly and peacefully on their own lands? The young Las Casas himself argued against the Dominicans in favour of the justice of the Ecomienda. And the colonists dispatched a complaint against the Dominicans to the king and the Dominicans were recalled from Hispaniola. A year later, as a chaplain, Las Casas participated in the conquest of Cuba and he witnessed many atrocities committed by Spaniards against the natives and he later wrote, I saw here cruelty on a scale no living being has ever seen or expects to see. Then in 1514, he was studying a passage in the book Ecclesiasticus for a Pentecost sermon, and he was pondering its meaning. He became convinced that the actions of the Spanish in the New World had been illegal, and that they had constituted a great injustice. He made up his mind to give up his slaves and encomienda, and started to preach that other colonists should do the same. When his preaching met with resistance, he realised that he would have to go to Spain to fight there against the enslavement and abuse of the native people, and so arrived in Seville in November. As Las Casas' ideas percolated through the Spanish legal system, and indigenous people were ultimately allowed to adjudicate in inter-indigenous matters, cases that involved the Spanish government they could use the court systems with an advocate known as a protector who would represent their interests and offer judgments based on traditional indigenous customs, as long as those customs were not deemed heretical or against the Catholic faith. Las Casas himself was appointed the first protector of the Indians, and he petitioned the land grant to be allowed to establish a settlement in northern Venezuela, Cumana to make the proposal palatable to the king, Las Casas had to incorporate the prospect of profits for the royal treasury. He suggested fortifying the northern coast of Venezuela and establishing ten royal forts to protect the Indians and starting up a system of trade in gold and pearls. All the Indian slaves of the New World should be brought to live in these towns and become tribute-paying subjects to the king. And in 1520, Las Casas' concession was finally granted, but it was a much smaller grant than he had initially proposed. And he was also denied the possibilities of extracting gold and pearls, which made it difficult for him to find investors for the venture. Arriving in Puerto Rico... In January 1521, he received the terrible news that the Dominican convent at Chiribichi had been sacked by Indians and that Spaniards of the islands had launched a punitive expedition led by Gonzalo de Ocampo into the very heart of the territory that Las Casas had wanted to colonise peacefully. The Indians had been provoked 
to attack the settlement of monks because of the repeated slave raids. And Las Casas arrived in his colony, already ravaged by Spaniards. He worked there in adverse conditions for the following months, being constantly harassed by the Spanish pearl fishers who traded slaves for alcohol with the natives. Early in 1522, Las Casas left the settlement to complain to the authorities, but while he was gone the natives attacked the settlement, burnt it to the ground and killed four of Las Casas' men. He returned to Hispaniola in January 1522 and heard the news of the massacre. Devastated, Las Casas reacted by entering the Dominican monastery of Santa Cruz in Santo Domingo as a novice and finally took holy vows as a Dominican friar in 1523. Las Casas also later advocated that indigenous groups be allowed self-governance under the Spanish crown. His argument drew upon theologians and moral philosophers such as Thomas Aquinas and Aristotle. And the Spanish bureaucracy again viewed this through an understanding of Muslim law which granted non-Muslims the use of their own courts and legal justice system. And through his, though his petitions began in 1515, they would continue until his death in 1566, as he cajoled, shamed and begged the Spanish crown to end its practices of violent invasion and enslavement the Spanish government in return treated Las Casas' pleas with ambivalence, in part because indigenous enslavement was so profitable. And until his death, Bartolomé de Las Casas worked tirelessly to prevent the enslavement of all native peoples. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the life of Bishop Richard Chaloner who translated the Dawi Reams Bible. To make our archive easier to access, we start to group our podcast into themes. So if you visit www.pogp.net, the first group called Theologians is going up this week, from Meister Eckhart to Therese of Lisieux. If you'd like to give any feedback, you can email us on pogppod at gmail.com and if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.